0: Ladies and gentlemen, what's up? Welcome to another edition of Weekly Games Chat. Uh, My name is Sean. I'm just one of a few voices you'll end up hearing today. Uh, This is episode 371. And what is Weekly Games Chat, you ask? Well, lucky you. This is the world's greatest podcast about video games. I said it. It's out there forever. Uh, Wherever you download it and you're listening from, Thank you so much, of course. Also, big shout out to everybody watching us uh, over on Twitch.tv. Of course, you can find us at Weekly Games Chat. All that good stuff. Like I said, my name is Sean, and I am joined by two comrades. <laughs> um, that's a good tease. That's a tease. Uh, and they are, you heard him just then. That's Chris, and we have John. Uh, if we had music, you know, like Return of the Mac that wouldn't get DMCA'd. Uh, we would totally start playing that now because John has that button up on again. I don't know if it's the same one where he looks sexy like a reporter, but it's there. It's it's looking good. He's got a little five o'clock shadow going on. Chris is rocking a hat with a uh, like a Grateful Dead vibe shirt. That's probably because right? it's
1: Grateful Dead. It's exactly <laughs> a
0: Grateful Dead vibe shirt. That's what's up. But boys, welcome. John, Chris, how are you boys doing today?
1: Good. Don't lie to me. Uh <laughs> oh! Oh no! Uh-uh. That's that uh-uh. now. Yeah, there's your return of the Mac. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it.
0: Yeah. Um, See, John, uh, yeah. that's called '90s
1: music. Yeah, <laughs> John, like he's like I know what's
0: up. But Chris, how what's been going on, man? How you doing?
1: Uh pretty good. Uh, just you know, kind of a normal week. Not much. Uh, I did do an idiot thing today, where there was a game and I knew I wanted the game. And I went to Steam and I purchased the game, and I was dumb, and I should have checked Game Pass first. Oh no! And I've already put oh, 40 minutes no. into it, and it's one of those games where I have, while well, I'm enjoying it, uh, it's one of those kind of games where I don't want to have to go back and redo it. So I'm just like, well, it was only 17 bucks, so, and I like the developers' pass games, so you know, congrats to them, they got my money. I
0: I do that more often than I want to admit, whether it's buying a game that I already have already bought on another system, Mm -hmm. not checking Game Pass, not checking PlayStation Plus, whatever the case is. So uh, you are not alone. I'll tell you that much. Um, And just just to check in real quick, because I know folks that listen, we we definitely have a, uh, a something's better than Odyssey kind of tribute, kind of like classic kind of like tradition thing happening right now. We always bring up in chat. Chris started it off this week uh, because Heg, Heg himself's in chat, right? That's the name of the user in tw- in Twitch for those of you who still have no effing clue what Twitch is. Uh, so Heg says, "Game on, peeps." So Chris says, "Peeps is greater than Odyssey," and then as we went on our tangent about 90s music, Heg reminded us that 90s music is way better than Odyssey, and I don't think he's wrong there. Uh, but, you know, there's somebody who knows about both of those things, and that's John. John knows about Odyssey, and he knows about 90s music. So what's up, John? How you been, man? I'm,
2: look, I'm fine, but we need to remember in the future that we don't need to start so early if we only have seven people watching.
0: <laughs> that's, that's called a troll, ladies and gentlemen. So see, let's, let's let you in real quick on John. This is how John works. So we meet up and we choose to start, you know, around 530, right? So we start the Twitch stream at 530, but we kind of let it chill and marinate, right? Let some viewers kind of get in as the reminder goes out. When you go live on Twitch, it doesn't immediately let everybody know. There's other pathways that that message has to go out to. Uh, So, you know, generally we try to get a little cushion and then we start. Well, John, you know, uh, made a, a little comment at the beginning of the of our getting together, and he goes. I so asked, I guess it doesn't matter if I get here early or not. We're still not going to start the stream or whatever, you know. And that was no, a reference no, no, to no. last no. week when he was forty eight minutes late.
2: No, I, I asked a question. I didn't make a statement. I asked a question, and as I recall, neither of you have yet to answer that question. It's a yes or no question.
0: Well, it, well, that's because the question. Uh, it was kind of not
1: cool. <clears throat> the uh, producer will answer the question. The producer in the perfect world would like to start the stream at five thirty every Tuesday. <laughs> you still didn't answer my question. Do you remember my question? Uh, should we do it when there's only seven people in here? <laughs> something about no. that? No, it's no. It's okay.
2: It's, it's fine.
0: It's it fine. was it was something to the effect of. So basically, you what guys said.
2: You guys got triggered with for something you didn't even hear.
1: Look, look, all uh, I heard, all hear I heard, not, all I heard was whinging, and whenever I hear whinging, I just I tune it I out. Know. I don't know what
0: whinging is. I'm doing I don't know, but I'm that's your it. that's that's whinging. your introduction to John this week.
2: Whinging. John
0: wants to fight me. And How do you I think spell we, it?
2: How do you spell whinging? We're gonna
0: fight whinging. at Lake Bottom. We're gonna fight at Lake Bottom. Here, I could define it gonna, for you. I'm gonna dust John. Whinging. <laughs> yes, <laughs> whinging.
1: <laughs> Is that too big? No, no, it's uh, it's from Game
0: of Thrones. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's you don't watch that show, Mm okay? So it's
1: fine. It's It's fine.
2: So it's a it's a it's W H I N G I N G.
1: I think so. I don't know how you actually technically spell it. I don't either. (laughs) Uh, yeah, let's just play this way if you're moving your lips, you're probably whinging. That's that's typically the house. Your lips so are
0: moving. Move. I heard that song by Megan <laughs> Trainer, Not too long. Do you ago. mean?
2: Do you mean when one is whinging, or do you mean when John is whinging? When anyone is whinging. No. If anyone is, I get. I, I'm sorry, yeah. I misspoke. What I meant to say was, when John's lips are moving, or when one's lips are moving. One, which, which
1: one did you? One's lips are moving. It's not anyone can be whinging. At any given moment? So you're whinging right now?
2: I don't know if I call
1: this whinging. <laughs> I'll send you a clip later. it will explain it. Winging. <laughs> Anyways. And that is... What are you doing, Joe?
0: What am I doing? Yeah. I'm debating on whether or not I want to... Uh, <laughs> Quit the show? Yeah. <laughs> like, if I just want to hang up the old boots and... We gave it a good 371, didn't we? That's more than a year's worth of content, except for the... A half of the stuff we deleted it's probably fine <laughs> it's probably fine uh but john let's keep you talking and you tell me what it means when i say hey you have an intro for this week and you said yeah world of warcraft and little rock
2: i don't remember saying that let's see let me think so this past week i was in little rock arkansas beautiful little rock arkansas Home of Chris's favorite president. That's not say. true. Mike Huckabee. <laughs> um, he didn't so know. my brother-in-law and my sister, I should say my sister first. That's probably the best thing to say. My sister-in-law, my sister lives out there. They're having a baby due in October. And so I went out there for uh, the baby shower, which was last Saturday. Now, Josh is, uh, is like I said, my brother-in-law. Very quiet guy, awesome dude, but he has this pre-built Alienware PC, and this PC has a 6800 XT. So it's got it's got it's got a big dog in it as far as AMD is concerned. So <clears throat> what he does with it, it's just this Alienware single. It's it's actually smaller than a than one you would build, but it's got all the components in it. Um. So he, uh, he's got it in his little, um, office area and what he does every day to sort of wind down and get his brain right is he goes in there and plays. Wow.
1: Now he plays a
2: 16, how old is this game? 18 years, almost 20 years, maybe 16 years, 16 year old game.
1: 2004, 2005.
2: Yeah. So almost 20 years old, a 20 year old game. On a PC with a graphics card, that's a 6800 XT. Now, that, w- that in and of itself would be fine. That is the only thing he plays. He doesn't play anything else. He's saying, John, what should I get? You know, he, do- he doesn't have a Steam account. He doesn't have any of this. I'm not saying this to mock him. I'm saying this to admire somebody who does this. Because currently what he's doing, the only thing he's doing, Sean, I don't know if you'll appreciate this, is he gets on WoW and goes fishing. Every single day, the entire time. Doesn't get into battles, doesn't doesn't link up with other players. All he's doing is fishing, and he's been fishing for two months straight. That's it. It's sort of a way for his brain to sort of wind down at the end of a day. I don't know if that's something that's very popular as an activity in WoW, Sean. I don't know if that's something you spent a lot of time doing, but he's actually, one of the things he's doing, he's he's trying to get some sort of title or classification for doing all this fishing. And I see him walking on water. <laughs> he actually yeah. is walking on water. I'm like, none of this is realistic.
0: There's definitely just, some achievements that are tied to fishing. Yeah. Uh there's fishing tournaments that happen. Uh the other there's some stuff tied to it, but it's almost like if you play just Zelda and all you did was go fish. It's a little, it's a little weird, but I don't mean that also in like a I'm cutting you down kind of way to your relative in Arkansas. It's it's for me. I'm going. You got to pay a subscription, uh, monthly <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to play WoW, and then you said he had a 6800, so he paid a lot of money to get that. Yeah. yeah, XT. Um, back whenever he did it to play fishing and WoW. So I mean, to each his own. And I will tell you this though, to to kind of hammer home his point, uh, he it's very relaxing. It's it's super relaxing it, unless he's yeah. on PvP
2: mode. The game itself and or the fishing? fishing.
0: Right? The, the game itself, it depends on what you want to do. It can be very relaxing. There's a lot of, I mean, it's a fantasy, you know, so there's a lot of like music and scenery and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, fishing, there's some really, really beautiful spots in the game where you can go fish and there's really a good vibe going. There's good music. Other people are fishing. Uh, I mean, I get it, but I've never done it because well, I know he, you asked me that.
2: He asked me what he should play that's not wow. And I went doom, but
0: Oh my God. Can you uh, imagine what
2: I told him? I, I, su- I, I suggested, you know, sort of to start off as sort of a single player campaign, a long mm-hmm. fantasy campaign kingdoms of Amalur. The aesthetics look very similar to wow. In my opinion, they kind of look the same. It, um, and he looked at it. He was like, yeah, I can see that it looks kind of, it looks kind of like, wow. You and know what?
1: If, cause you say he's got a PC. Say he likes WoW. If he wants to save fifteen bucks a month, have something that very much looks like WoW and is actually more old school WoW and has fishing in it. Tell him to buy Valheim. He could just create that world. He doesn't have to do anything in it. He don't have to go well, do other stuff. He could just go do his fishing and save fifteen bucks. I don't a month. know, man. I, I get was, the
0: Valheim, but I, don't,
1: I will
2: say he has history with WoW when he mm. when he was playing WoW ten years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Then he got back into it once he got his. um, And that's that's a
0: that's a tangible, you know, Mm -hmm. that's an X factor you can't put a a finger on. If somebody's attached to Wow, they have history with it. It's kind of their thing. It just kind of is.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, So I wouldn't want him. You know what? He's not. He didn't complain one bit about the subscription. He knows what he's doing, Mm -hmm. Uh, and he just wants to fish. So he's got a job. That's his. That's his fishing (laughs) license a month. It's fifteen (laughs) dollars. Uh um, sir, where's your fishing license? Yeah, you imagine if a, a game warden comes up in <laughs> <laughs> wow if there was a server
1: where someone could role play a game warden <laughs> and just go around to people. Excuse me, sir, can I see your fishing license, please?
0: <laughs> well, to tie to tie my intro topic, and ladies and gentlemen, that's what this is. The first part of this show, uh, we introduce ourselves, right? Uh, and then we go into the intro. We kind of catching up, we kind of catch up on the week that was, uh kind of you know, getting ready to get into the topic for whatever the week is. If you've listened, you know how this goes. But if you're new, just kind of throwing you a bone and letting you know. Uh, but back in the day while WoW, um I should say now they do a thing like called Dungeon Finder and Raid Finder, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where you can hit a button and then all of a sudden you're now doing a, an MMO activity with other players. So like you're all together. Hey, life is good. But in the old school, you had to get summoned, mm-hmm. right? You had to go to a, a meeting spot. In front of these dungeons in WoW and people had to summon you and you had to meet up. And it was, you could technically still be summoned in WoW. Sure, I, it's, it's happened before. I've played with uh, really good WoW players and I'm slow. A lot of times they get to where they're going first. They actually leave the dungeon entrance, go to the summoning stone to get me there faster, which is hilarious. But anyway, I say all this about summonings because, ladies and gentlemen, on Friday of this week, I got something in the mail. You got, a copy, was, you, you got a copy of Snipperclips. I got. Well, I do have Snipperclips digitally on my on my switch. I noticed, but, but yeah, I was that was, I saw you log on by the way, and it was Tinley. I was trying to get Tinley and her friend play to play. They were terrible.
2: I was like, man, are we covering this next week? We never. Cover they
0: are movies. terrible at Snipperclips. <laughs> um, I, it's so funny to watch two two you know almost teenage girls that are used to you know Roblox on their phone. They cannot understand what jump means and put that ball there or, you know, do this thing together. Um, So that was actually fun. I did say you hop on too. But I say I got summoned because in the mail, I, I, I ended up leaving and I came back and in my chair, my wife had put down an envelope. Your wife. And it was kind of like a, I don't know, it wasn't kind of the mail I usually get. So I was like, what is this? It was unfolded documents together. So I open it up, slide it open. The first thing I see, you have been summoned to be a juror. I have been summoned for jury duty. Uh, and it's the first time in my life. I'm not young. Uh, and I've, I've, I've been a homeowner for a few years now. I've been a registered voter for a while. And they always say, you know, once you get, I think it's you just have to be just a registered voter. Is that right? Correct. Uh, and then you can be summoned for jury duty. So here we go, Uh, and it's running a little different because I had to answer like literally a 70-question questionnaire to send off uh, before I appear, and I don't have to appear until October. But I got a good friend named Chris who tried to help me out, told me not to worry. Actually, I'm dead lying right now. Chris said, uh, can you tell everybody what you said you hope happens to me, Chris?
1: that you get some trial that goes for three months and makes you be sequestered, <laughs> <laughs> I think. I so also if you're unfamiliar, I also told uh, Sean before he got on his first plane, I sent him a clip of the uh, plane from Lost exploding or being ripped apart in midair. Yeah, so same I'm a really, I'm
0: glad you said that. I'm a great I person. On,
1: <laughs> I was going on my first flight ever.
0: And Chris, uh, I was nervous because I've never flown. I had never knew what to really expect. And Chris sent the iconic image of the lost airplane being destroyed midair. He said, good luck, buddy. (laughs) So then he, then he, then he was like, Hey, hopefully you get a trial that sequesters you. And my first question was, you think I can play my switch? Uh, which was of course only a thing. So I'll keep you guys updated on how that goes. Uh, so there could be potentially a time in October where you guys are reminded that Sean's on jury duty. If I end up being selected to be on said jury, and if it goes to trial, Ooh, um,
1: I could snap you. <laughs>
0: yeah. just And in chat uh, D white
1: dynamite. What's up to you says, just tell them you could spot a guilty person a mile away. <laughs> there are very many things you can say to get yourself very quickly kicked off a jury.
0: <laughs> well, I did. They, and my, one of my questions was like, do you, do you uh, read newspapers? And I said, no, no. And then it was like, do Crazy. you listen to talk talk radio? And I said, Yes. <laughs> And then I put, like, I think I put Howard Stern and something else on there. Mm-hmm.
2: Sean, to every question you're asked, just yell out, this is MAGA country.
0: And- <laughs> that would do it, too. Dude, I live in Alabama. I don't know. I mean. <laughs> that it's true. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I had, a uh, during mine, I mean, uh, I remember specifically someone, or, like, every person being asked, like, do you believe police when they tell you testimony, right? You know, things like that. And sure enough, like <laughs> um, probably probably 10 of them at least said, no, I do not. <laughs> and I was like, oh okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I mean we'll see how that goes. And you know, guys, I told you guys we're on Twitch and we've already mentioned a few usernames. Uh we got a first time chatter here and we would like to point those out when we can real quick. Um uh Hoda G Pride. I hope I said your name kind of close. I was, I was like Hodag Pride, Hodag Pride, Hodag Pride. What's up, Hold up Hey guys, pride. just want to say that I've listened to a lot of games podcasts over the years, and this one's definitely my favorite. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. It's it's people like you that find us, remind us that we still, you know, we're still enjoyable to listen to. Thank God, uh, Hodag, 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 Hard G, Hard G. This ho-deg. is Hodag Country. <laughs> <laughs> but welcome, welcome, uh, for sure. And so, yeah, the, the, the summoning has occurred for me. And uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, my boss, I told my boss about it, and she's kind of a nerd. She likes like pivot tables and uh, one-pagers, uh, data. And she goes, ooh, sounds exciting, the jury duty. <laughs> Never have I ever told somebody or heard somebody speak of jury duty as exciting.
1: Can I get a one pager on your experience when you're done?
0: <laughs> can you imagine? Uh but with that, uh it is so when this podcast comes out, it'll be the last day of August. It'll be the 31st weekend in the horizon. We can see um we got a long weekend coming up. And uh that just means
1: simply that football season's about to start. Ain't that right, Chris? We've gone through hell. We've we've been through baseball <laughs> season. We were blessed with basketball season, but that's a different story. And the last couple of weeks have been hard, as they always are. But the storm has finally passed. The skies have parted. And it's time to roll,
0: Dad, roll. Oh, I knew it was starting. And, I'm, I'm a, of course, you're excited that football's here. I got a text today from a Georgia fan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, not, not John. And I don't talk to this person a lot. Like hardly ever. They were in one of my training classes and they go, wow, y'all got a real easy schedule. What? <laughs> and I go, okay. Like I never, just so you know, if you ever talk junk to me and I know I'm opening up a can for you to talk junk to me in this way now for the joke. But like scheduling, most of it's conference based. Sorry if the conference has a down year or whatever. There's a few games you get to pick. Uh, and we played we played Texas like we chose At to Texas. play Texas.
1: Yeah, we're going against the number so, 1 running back in the nation on his home uh turf, you know, and we're playing was arguably the toughest division in all of college football has been for quite some time. Yeah. Don't I just I just that. want you to know I will
0: never ever say that your team had a weak schedule. You cannot largely control that as a fan, so Yeah. I mean, but You know,
1: if you're trying to tell me, yeah, oh yeah. Mississippi State, Texas A&M, LSU, they all just suck. I'd be like, okay, all right, congrats. Enjoy that Vandy game there in Missouri. I'm sure they're really going to be in trouble. <laughs> Enjoy that. Uh, <laughs> <the> <laughs> Florida, who's probably going to lose to Utah on Saturday, by the way, at home. Uh, they may or may not. I don't know. I've But picking. the fact
0: that we're able to talk football again makes me happy, Chris.
1: I know it does it you does. too. Um, you know, no. I, I love it. Like, even this is great. This is probably the first time in I don't know how long, Sean. Like, I don't have to really be like wondering what I'm gonna see on of our team opening night because we finally combat kind of one of those warm up games, I guess you would call it, to start yeah, our a season. While. Yeah, usually we're like playing in some neutral field against like you know some predominant team, but you know this year we kind of just get to relax and I get to watch Notre Dame get destroyed by Ohio state and Georgia probably destroy Oregon at home. Be interesting since Bo Nix is in that game.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of interesting parallels that could occur. Yeah. uh, You know, in the opening weeks of football, I mean, plus we got to do a fantasy football draft together. You know, that's of course pro league stuff. That was fun. Chris, I hadn't, I don't think I've done that with you or the people
1: we've done it with ever. We'd done it one time before you were in one of our leagues, I believe. That was for a, football? Yeah, it was a long time ago. It was a different oh, time. Well,
0: yeah, I, like you always remind me I was in a car, uh, motorcycle crash and yeah, you know, whatever.
1: What? Who am I? <laughs> every every Tuesday I have to remind him who John is and like John? We he's a nice guy, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good stuff. But yeah, that's been the intro. Uh shout out to to our chat who's already kind of hanging out um, saying stuff you know um, our good friend I see him his mic's in the chat and if you're listening to this show you know who Mike is redemption came he was a Ryan Leaf at one point that's a joke that you just have to go back to the archives to understand but he kind of knows what he's talking about these days about certain games he finished Far Cry 4 today yeah he's going through the Ubisoft catalog apparently with Ubisoft plus is that what it's
1: called uh, yeah, something like that, like Ubisoft connect something. I don't know. Well, he's, he's beaten all the Assassin's Creed and now
0: he's, uh, and now he's, <laughs> he's going through the far cries. He's already, he beat far Cry four today yeah. already. It's mm-hmm. amazing. A man's a content machine with video games. And I got to tell you, it was kind of cool cause he streamed off in discord. He was, he was dropping bodies. It was legit. It yeah. was legit. Uh, but yeah, th- ladies and gentlemen, this has been our intro. So we're probably going to stop it here, unless the boys want to add anything else, and uh, <laughs> and we'll go from we'll go from there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the official part of the show that we call Topic Time. Uh, whether or not you listened to the entire intro or if you saw what the name of the title was and you skimmed to here just to hear about it, welcome. I feel like I need to say this to those of you who saw it as a VR game. You're never going to hear this intro. So, hey, anyway. But I'm going to shut up now and let Chris does what he does and uh, properly what introduce this week's title. The topic is...
2: Red Matter 2! <laughs>
0: yes, Red Matter 2. It's a VR game, so that means it's me.
2: <laughs> it's Vincent. your boy this
0: week. Uh, it's so funny because I realized, I was, I was pointed out by our friend Mike, that I am the VR guy in our little clique. Uh, no doubts about it. Chris does own a VR. I think he should play more. He I just... Alex uh, set the bar.
1: Yeah, like I play Alex, but I don't know. I have a, I'm have not a huge fan of the whole entire MetaQuest requiring me to have a you know, Facebook account. You don't anymore. Kind. Oh, did they finally get rid of that?
0: They updated it, and now I've changed everything where I log in with just an email. Wow. Oh. Well, that's good. It's not time I, to Facebook at all anymore.
1: Okay, maybe I can come back to it cuz that was the thing holding me back for forever. I was just like I don't want to sync all this stuff up. Yeah,
0: for me it was it was too. I'm not going to lie, but since they've rebranded, uh something happened. I got an update and it said, "Hey, how do you want to log in?" And it had Facebook, you know, and had and I don't choose that anymore. I turned off all the things so Facebook can't see what I'm doing. Only my friends can see what I'm doing, stuff like that. So, uh For all the VR talk out there, right? Some of you guys are going to tune out immediately. This isn't the game for you. Uh, Some of you guys, you know, like VR or are interested in it. And I know that some of our folks have bought VR games or at least like the MetaQuest or what have you. So good news. This is probably one of, if not the best VR game that's ever been made. So here we go.
1: It definitely Uh, looks uh, cut better than a lot of the ones I've seen.
0: Yeah, it. Mm-hmm. So I I remember watching, and first off, let me let me thank you, you two, and everybody who does listen to this because what I love about our podcast, and we've done this from day one, and it was a, a precedent set by you and Chris. It was like uh, once y'all got past, you know, the the Witcher three and and all that stuff that y'all talked about first you know, really episodes. tried to include everything, anything yeah. that anything that's out there, whether it's a hot indie game, a triple A title. Whatever it is, we put it together and we cover it. And all three of us have this like understanding uh, to all. If we kind of game, we're kind of feeling, hey, man, let's talk about it. You know, let's bring it to the table for sure. Just because everybody's different. Right. We have different views and our listeners have different views. So uh, Chris actually brought up. It was last week after the show. He was like, oh, oh, hey, man. Uh, Red Matter Two's out. And uh, so quick, quick story. I refused to call it Red Matter 2 for about a week. I kept calling it Dark Matter. It turned into a bit with me and Chris. It was good times. Uh, But yeah, I remember watching, uh, you know what? So some of you guys know what E3 is, obviously. Uh, Think of any gaming show where they're showing off the stuff in the industry. Well, Meta had a, a thing, right? Mark Zuckerberg came out and... Looked like an alien. It was awesome. Mark, you got to just chill or something. I don't know how to explain it. You look weird, but I love your face. Kind of. Do I? I don't know. You're weird.
1: Anyway, he comes out. He's like,
0: hi, this is meta. I don't blink. These are our (laughs) games. And I freak out. I I remember watching that. (laughs) (laughs) I remember watching it. And uh, so I'm watching it live. I I think on YouTube or something. So comments are kind of going at the same time as things are being announced. And I remember vividly, this was the first time I remember watching a dedicated VR event for the meta, especially this was part of, I hate saying that by the way, I want to say Oculus so bad. Um, And I remember the, the the logo for vertical robot popped up. Okay. And the chat starts going hype. You can tell them, you can tell they're starting to get hype. And uh, then it of course discloses that red matter two is coming out. And I went, huh? So that means there was a red matter one. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, Eventually, it, it had a release date of August 18th. And of, of course, if you look at your calendars now, that was very recent. So the game came out uh, and it was available on PC VR and uh, your Oculus VRs, your meta VRs, right? Uh, and let's go ahead and get it out the way. If you happen to Google this while I talk about it, it looks amazing. It literally on almost if you go look at reviews, if you look at anything about this game, it's how the game looks there's even comparisons uh where they show the PC VR right next to the Oculus 2 and how close it looks this is the closest as far as a, like almost a really high fidelity high quality VR title you know that people are really speaking on about and i think it's important because the game in itself it's not like a a roller coaster shooter it's not a sim shooter it's really a a puzzle game at heart with some mystery involved uh, and, and, and stuff like that. So good news, bad news. So I loaded up. I had not played Red Matter 1 at all. I was like, hopefully it's one of those games where you don't have to play the, you know, the, the first game to play the sequel. A lot of times they give you backstory. So the game starts and there's like a face in front of me. But it's not my face, or at least at first I go, is it my face? Uh, is this a mirror? It's not. So there's a recurring character, and I'll just call—I'll call, it, I'll call it, it's like a—it's like a—it's uh, like Cortana. We're—it's go- like a version of Cortana. I'll say it like that, known as Beta. Okay, and Beta is talking to you as the protagonist, and you've been awoken. I don't want to go into any spoiler territory because this game has a. Basically, from what I've read and gathered, it, this picks up immediately, like immediately after the events of Red Matter One. Can so you can, you can um, go over that for us a little bit? The Red Matter One. <laughs> so we're in a dystopian Soviet war matter Mars. What? <laughs> <laughs> have no clue what happened in Red Matter One. Mm. Like I have no idea. Oh, you All didn't I, play. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I did not play Red Matter One. No. I'm, Why I, are we talking about Red Matter Two? Because that's just how we do things, and that's especially how Sean does things. Go to the nudes. Go, go to, to the nudes, nudes and, and yes. We'll have you guys Red Matter 1 next week. <laughs> well, Red Matter 1 came out in 2018, right? And from, every, from everything I've gathered, if you played Red Matter 1, one, you knew about Red Matter 2 coming out, and two, you're very excited on the things that it brought from Red Matter 1 into 2 and made it just all the way better. Are you yeah, on the moon? One. You you are on a lot of places. So one thing that you do, right. you no, it's fine. You can add, dude. I welcome questions like that the whole time. It's fine. That's yes, great. you end up on the moon. Uh, you traverse the moon. You end up in Saturn, uh, Neptune, Triton, uh, and other places. Mm-hmm. And and that's it. the way you travel is really to me kind of cool. And only a VR could capture it that way. Uh, but for what I gathered, a story, something happened. I believe they refer to it as the event. You know, in Red Matter One. And you're kind of awoken and Beta is telling you, hey, you're kind of, we got to get out of the place you're in now and we got to figure out this mystery. And so you you go through and, of course, as you play Red Matter 2, yes, you eventually find out what Red Matter is, where you think it came from, you know, all kind of stuff. But you got to remember, if this is a sequel, there were probably characters that were in other like the Red Matter one, well, guess what? They bring them up, and this is why your boy at first was like, "Oh crap, uh, do I know what's going on?" Well, good news. The game does a good, good job at least at least initially, and then throughout the gameplay, I have not had any issues where I felt like I needed to play Red Matter One uh in order to understand Red Matter Two. Uh, but I do think I want to play it for context. If that makes sense, we'll um, make it a topic next week. <laughs> Sean's gonna play Red Matter One. Bring it all in. Uh, but I can't describe enough how how this is a puzzle game at heart. Okay, and every every situation, it, it if I had to kind of gripe about a thing, every puzzle. You can go in and look at it and go, okay here's a here's I gotta follow that thing because that's gonna do that." It's, at least I thought that for the first half of the game. Uh, but they still were enjoyable puzzles. and I know like when you think of our podcast, maybe you think of Chris and his love for puzzles and figuring them out there There's a very cool element to solving a puzzle virtually. Now, I say that knowing full well that it only looked cool to me, the user wearing a virtual reality headset. Sure. Not my friends or my wife who sees me Look, doing something in
1: virtual reality. I played Half-Life, Alex, too, if you'd walked on and on me, you've been watching me like going like this and like twisting around. And you have been like, I don't know what's going on, but that's just I'm going to leave now. But if you saw what was going through, you know, my eyes, it would be. I'm like looking at the universe and I'm twisting it to figure out a puzzle. So, you know, like that's the cool thing about VR is that, you know, the world you are in is completely separate from, from the world yeah. outside. And I, and I do,
0: if, you've, if you're aware of VR, right, or if you, let me start over. If you go and look at this game, and you watch a video on YouTube, even if you're watching somebody play it in VR, keep in mind it looks completely different with the headset on. It's -hmm. gonna look as good as what you see, but unless you've ever put on a VR headset, you don't know quite what I'm saying, and I don't know really how to articulate it. You literally are in the world. And the more the titles like Red Matter 2 that come out, I'm continually seeing games get better and better. from a, from a visual standpoint, from a handling standpoint. Uh, and that's why I was excited to get Red Matter 2. And, and thank you for Chris for reminding me that it was out. But like I said, the game, it gives you all the backstory you need to start your new adventure. And I mentioned Beta. Beta is a, uh, you see her as a computer, you know, kind of Cortana vibe, right? When you first see her. You never see her again uh, through your journey. You hear her though, like she talks to you. Uh, in your head. Your name is Sasha. Um, and I only know that because eventually I got to a point where Sasha died and uh, hmm. and Beta was like, Sasha, Sasha, no. <laughs> <laughs> so very cool. Um, and then you, I'm telling you the story. I, I it, it, And I know we do this a lot. We don't want to try to spill up, spill the beans, spoil it. It has a story that the more I kind of unearthed, based on the knowledge they were giving me from red matter 1 again potential friends that i thought were dead maybe or not potential event e- an event that occurred that we thought was this but now it's that uh and and it does a very well really good job at when a major thing is being disclosed to you it feels epic and it, it they know how this this developer knew how to frame uh, Like you walking into a room with something you're seeing for the first time and and the voice acting that you hear like a gasp, like, like almost like, is this is this what we think it is? It, it There
1: were several moments like that in there, like a background kind of like Cold War, almost like communist versus, you know, capitalist, like between fictional countries thing going on in this, too.
0: Yeah, the if you go look at the research pages on it, it'll call it a Cold War dystopian world. Mm. Uh, and the Soviet, all of the emblems you see throughout mm. are Soviet Union related. As a matter of fact, one of That's the tools you it. have to use. Um, so like you'll see documents laying around that are important. They give you tips on how to maybe solve your puzzle. You can pick it up with one hand and then scan it with one one thing you have that translates the documents for you. And that leads me into this, and I'm glad you did that. You didn't even know that was a professional pivot, but it is. So sometimes you get games and you play in v r and if you think about if you ever played playstation v r you held those stupid sticks, right or you the you felt better when you got the gun, you know the PlayStation gun that you can't call a gun anymore. Um, some of those helped with immersion, some didn't, right? What they do in this game, when you look down at your hands, you're holding things that look like and feel like your VR controllers, but they incorporate the buttons on them that open up the different tools. Like so, each one of your hands—you have real hands—but the tool you're holding turns into like claw hands.
1: Yeah, you they get were. A, you get
0: a you get a laser weird. gun. <laughs> um, you get like I told you the scanning device. You also end up getting a, a flashlight that you can shoot flares out of because it does get super super spooky. And that's kind of one of the cool things about it. Cause it is a puzzle game. Um, but I don't want you to think like, it's like, what was the puzzle game that you like, Chris, uh, from that guy that makes really good puzzle games, the witness. Yes. <laughs> it's not like that. A lot of these puzzles are, uh, you usually kind of got to, the music, the soundtrack accompanies you. So you feel like the music kind of shift. Uh, you, you usually disclose something kind of freaky, uh, beta will say something to you like, I don't think we're alone. And then now you got to figure out this puzzle uh, and you got like this angst and I don't know, you kind of like want to figure it out. And some of them, let me give you an example of one of the types of puzzles. So I go in and I have to, un. I'm in this room that I snuck into, but I need to open it to get back out to take something I found in the room with me. In order to do that, I noticed that there was a uh, I scanned a smoke detector okay so I saw a smoke detector but far away from the smoke detector I found a laser that laser was next to a mirror which then shot to another mirror which then shot into something I could put on fire to make the smoke make the, the smoke thing open so the door would open that's the kind of complexity that some of these have the smoke some of thing. yeah mm-hmm. so some, <laughs> some of them just have like uh They, they go hide like this handle, this wheel that you then attach to something so you can crank open a door. I don't, it, it, some of them can be very simple. Some of them can be very complex. So it's a
1: lot of environmental type puzzles, like finding things there in the environment that allow you then to manipulate them to, to open up a access point or to give you access to something you didn't have before.
0: Yeah. Uh, And there's a lot of that. And that when I talked about the simplicity part of the puzzles, that's exactly well said, Chris. That's what the first half of the game is. Back half of the game starts getting way more complex. Mm. Uh, There are now layers on things where you're getting an object from, you still got the base, what Chris has talked about, but now you have to bring object A from level three to level one to get object
1: two. It it gets crazy. It gets to like the thing of like, okay, get this one key type object go out here to this platform and turn this thing. But when you turn this thing, it also turns in inner ring that's on first floor. So you need to kind of figure out what's the right position to get everything in position. Then go to <laughs> level two to turn the, the level two thing, which also turns the level three thing, you know, like one of those kind of puzzles. I wonder, does that, yeah, it, like it that? gets,
0: it gets kind of crazy. Yeah. Those are fun. Uh,
1: So that I like that, that it adds the,
0: the mm-hmm. level of puzzleness. That's what I'm going to call it. The level of puzzleness, L-O-P. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, it, like I mentioned, you do get like this gun. Uh, think about when you play Halo and you pick up a grunt's weapon and you can shoot it. You can shoot like a needler until it gets too hot. And then it's got to cool off. That's what the gun you get in this game does. So you get a gun you can shoot. When it's introduced, it's pr- it's, pr- it's pretty cool. Uh, but you got to pay attention to your heat gauge or it will... It will not work and you could get kind of smoked. Uh, A cool thing about VR is when enemies are shown to you in VR, they're a lot scarier than when you play on a 2D slash flat screen, right? Because they're right there in front of you. Um, Good thing is that the game doesn't focus heavy on combat. It's more on the puzzle and the story and the environments, which, again, let's go back and remind everybody, those environments, the game is like, a from a graphical standpoint, a 10. It is amazing how great this game looks. Uh, the puzzles are themselves, I think, are like a nine, nine and a half. Nine, they're great. Oh. the The shooting part of it, it's done well. Uh, <clears throat> VR is is a is a formula that's able to do that, like pretty good. And this game does it well. The story is is fantastic. I, I'm trying to think if I can talk more about it. So, so let's just say you're 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 woken up. Beta wakes you up, and. You quickly find out you got to get out of where you're at, okay? And in doing so, Beta starts talking about the previous game. And in doing so, you're reminded that you had some friends. They were called comrades, right? Uh, And you presumed everybody's dead. Well, maybe everybody's not dead. Maybe something happens and you kind of go, and then this entire journey is set up on that. John mentioned, are you on the moon? So, yeah, you were kind of on a moon uh, in the beginning. And I think that's maybe what you saw when you get down there, you get on the spaceship and then you get to kind of track where you want to go. And I ended up going
1: to a bunch of places and it's pretty from, cool how you do that. From what I gather, you went to a lot of moons.
0: <laughs> yeah. I went to a lot of moons. I even quizzed Chris. I was, uh, it's not Titan. What was the moon? I quizzed you on Chris. Triton. Triton, Triton, yeah. not Titan. And Chris got it in like two tries. He was like, "It's this. I was like, Chris is hype. I like space. Um, uh, yeah, from what I gather, uh, I haven't, I have not beat this game, but I, I'm close. And if you go online and you look, this is what I find hilarious about about VR titles. If you go on and look, most people can complete it. Some say three and a half to six hours. So okay. I watch videos on people. Right, I go once I get through things, I go back and watch, and they are flying through this game. Either I'm the dumbest VR guy ever or these videos are edited to where they're trying to show you how to do the walkthrough. I don't like how my two co-hosts nodded their heads at me when I said I'm the dumbest person ever.
1: Oh, my wife asked me. A it's question. okay. You were in an accident. It's not your fault. It's,
0: it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Um, but a- apparently it has. Somewhere I saw that it has uh, extras or a completionist. Mm-hmm. I haven't found any extras in the game yet. Hmm. Um, what I mean by extras, of course, are, would be like little medals or things like that, yeah,
1: like artifacts or just yeah, knowledge. I didn't
0: see anything like that. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I have to say, one of my funniest moments watching you play this was I think you were, I don't remember what moon you were on, but I think you were trying to climb down. But for whatever reason, <laughs> your claw hands were still attached to the edge yeah. of the rail. And then they were bending. And Sean was like, they were turning, <laughs> twisting in ways where you're like, if they were human arms, you would be in excruciating pain. Probably have broken limbs. And Sean's just slowly floating down <laughs> as it's going on. <laughs> and then he would pull himself up. And then you would start to float and contrain again.
2: <laughs> See, that's the, that's the weird thing about these mechanics. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's almost like the main character lost in a truth or dare and and he chose dare and he goes I dare you to go through this place this uh space <laughs> station and but you just can't use your hands. I'm like <laughs> like he picks up this wheel. I'm like did you need to pick up the wheel with the clamps? Can't you just you know put the clamp on your belt and just pick it up with your hand? I and you attach that you attach the wheel and you have to turn the wheel with the clamps not your hands but your clamps yeah it seems like a it seems like a justification of it's almost like it's trying to mimic your um your VR
1: controllers
0: yeah and, and, and that's what I was talking car- about
1: earlier yeah
0: a lot to, a lot of times I do it and it doesn't make sense this feels like amazingly natural how they do it
1: does it mm-hmm. kind of do the thing like I wonder if it's taken it from Alex where you know, because VR, the limitation with your hands is having to bend down and always, like, you know, to, to grab things and do it. Does it have, with those hands, a mechanic where, like, you could just look at something and kind of flick and have it, you know, pop up into your hand? Or are you having to actually bend yeah. down and pick up everything? No, that's a
0: good point. Yeah. It, yeah. It, all of the – everything I've done has been very intuitive, like from mm-hmm. pre- playing previous VR games. And, yeah, if I can highlight a thing on the ground that I need, I can kind of flip my hand up and it'll come yeah, to me. Shing, and then you just matter of fact, there's some things you got to find from a puzzle standpoint that are hidden into like a vent. Once you figure out how to open up the vent, you can't get to there. So you got to use that same mechanism. So they do that really, really well. Are there uh, like, the puzzle-
1: oh, sorry. I you. No, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead.
0: I was just about to ramble.
1: Were there like interactive things like where I wonder like if there was a bucket. Could you pick up the bucket, carry it around, put things in said bucket just so that you'd have a way to transport them and do it or, you know. Uh, so, no, I, I'm glad you
0: brought that up. So one of the ways and I was this I'm, you're doing it like a pro today, like, you know. So one of the cool ways they do that. So, like, let's say you need to grab the wheel John talked about, but you don't need to use the wheel yet. Sure. And now you don't want to be stupid and hold this button carrying this wheel while you jump and hover and do all the things back like to where you need the will. So not on the back or anything like that. Uh, if you hold the controllers, like, so you turn your wrist to where you see the bottom of it, mm-hmm. if something's glowing. And that's your storage. So you put the wheel right okay. there, and it goes Poop, and yeah. it kind of goes in there. So the next time you need it, super cool. So let me get um, this
1: straight. You can store a wheel in your wrist, is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. It's for the next time you need it.
0: My favorite thing about the game is dur- it would be, one-, one of the favorite things would be during the puzzles, your controller has a detachment to kind of, like, Hook into the computer systems. Uh, and then you have to try to hack your way into whatever system you're trying to get to. Mm. And the hacking mechanism, and, and I know that Deus Ex had a pretty cool ma- uh, system. Sure. Uh, uh,
1: there's another sure. way. Half Life Alex to, had a great one. Right. Uh,
0: so this one, that pops up in this very alive virtual environment within a virtual environment. Okay. And you have to drag these icons around till you feel vibrations gotcha that's cool. To like feel it but the visual in front of you is amazing <clears throat>
1: see that's the kind that. of thing like what i was talking about earlier like where to a person from the outside you can look so ridiculous and you just until you actually put one on and start to do these type of games where you have something like that where you know you kind of almost feel like you're actually in the future because there is a hologram of a globe or whatever that you can just manipulate and move around and interact with and and actually feel the interaction. You know, it's, it's a, it's a lot more satisfying than, you know, doing it 50 times, I think on a controller with, with, you know, with like (laughs) joysticks where sure you might get a little rattle, but it's just different, you know, is what I would say.
0: Uh, Yeah. And, and, and to highlight that another, one of the puzzles, so do you remember those things? and I think you saw me do this one. Mm-hmm. so you can kind of help me navigate this one. It's where you have to get uh you got to turn knobs to get this bolt of electricity to
1: this side. Yeah, so you have doing to kind of do the path. Mm-hmm. What do you describe those things as? Kind of like um see now that's kind of like a circuit hack from Deus Ex. like where you yeah. have to figure out well like how to route everything. Spider-Man so that, Man had it like that too, yes, didn't they? Yeah, Spider-Man had that kind of hacking mechanism or I'm not sure what was technically in Spider-Man, but like where you're just routing power, kind of figuring out what the circuitry should be like. And
0: in and in VR, there's a row of knobs in front of you and figuring that out. It's mm. so cool. Uh, but again, this game has got a really creepy vibe. It's not scary. It's suspenseful. It's a dystopian, a dystopian world where, I didn't say this earlier, so I looked it up real quick, where you are part of the Vulc. Volgravia Vulgra- Volgravia is called Soviet Union <laughs> it, it reminds you very heavily of Soviet Union type vibes you're finding out secrets to recap the story you wake up you have to break free from where you're at you get a signal that potentially one of your old friends from Red Matter 1 is still alive because you're getting a signal so that's why you choose to go to your first area once you get there your story takes off because things just get keep getting uncovered and it's about your your motherland's secrets on this particular thing it's no secret we're talking of course of red matter and red matter is bad i'll just okay. put that out there and once you realize plans that have been made oh uh, it it kind of it takes you on this whirlwind of questions and
1: it's really really cool do you um, um ever interact with the other side was it like the Atlantic Union i think it said it was called. So far I have not
0: interacted with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's an asterisk by that. Okay. Because I ha- I have interacted with something. I don't know what the you know what it is.
1: Gotcha. <laughs>
0: I don't know what it is. Uh to date, I I I know I've played probably 10 hours of this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not more. Uh so again, shout out to the folks that beat it in six hours or three hours. You're your, your VR OGs or something. I don't know. Um, the, the, the soundtrack, you know me, uh, I do want to highlight that when I can. It's, it's not the best soundtrack by any means, but it doesn't need to be because that would not really fit its place in the environment. It's there. Um, you heard a taste of what it's like. We, we actually couldn't find music from it. So yeah. Chris went and I think found the Interstellar type music. That's kind of what it's like. It space. amplifies during certain fight scenes, but that's about it. Space. Spa- exa- space. Exactly. Uh I don't have any any gripes with the game, um, other than a ten. Well, no, not necessarily a ten. Only thing I would worry about is because I do tend to play this kind of game longer, my VR might run out of battery. Um mm-hmm. uh, but but I bought an extra battery pack, so that kind of helped me out there. Um, and then, by the way, if you ever have any questions, I'm not trying to say I'm the VR OG, know-it-all. You can Google everything, but if you just kind of want to go, hey, I wonder what Sean thinks, let me know. Send me a message here or wherever, and I can kind of tell you how my setup is with my VR. Things that Here's I found just made it better. Yeah, Discord, exactly. Um, but look, from what I can tell, Vertical Robot is a legit... Uh, publisher Mm -hmm. um people were very excited to see the again this was a sequel to the 2018 game it's a puzzle adventure uh with some twists and turns some great graphics um and i'm having a blast with it so yeah unless you guys don't have any other if there's anything i feel like you feel like i've left out or if you've got questions for me let
1: me know i think you nailed it think you think it's been nailed i think so Without spoiling, maybe what the deeper mysteries of it are. Which, yeah, which is and cool. Again, I apologize. And
0: when we do VR games, look,
1: we know it's hard
0: to that that one that one thing we can't explain, and that's having the VR headset on. But for an immersive experience, it is in a, for twenty nine ninety nine nine. Um, this is a great game. Keep your eye out. Oculus, the Oculus store likes to put bundles together for like a 1 and a 2, a -hmm. game that has a 1 and a 2. So look out for that. I highly recommend this to anybody who owns VR, whether it's PC VR or MetaQuest. Um, So here we go. Chat saying they smell an 8.75. Acid saying a 9. Was that your official? Uh, I got to give this game... So we're at the point where I'm slapping out Richards, right? I got to give this game... A working 9.5. Oh, wow. This game is amazing. It's amazing. I understand that comes with a caveat. Sean's VR guy. Yeah, I'm a VR guy. And this is a VR game. And it's right up my alley. If you own a VR, you have to get this game. It's going to make you want to play Red Matter 1. Uh, And for all of you folks who maybe say, well, VR makes me sick. You control how you move in this game. I really didn't mention that. There's not a lot of heavy movement going around you
1: you were moving freely pretty much whenever I was watching, like, you know, not like, you know, doing like little, this. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you weren't doing like the, the snap movements, like you were free walking. So, and you were playing it for pretty long stretches. So it didn't seem like it was giving you some sort of uh motion sickness or anything. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I love
0: that. Uh, there we go. We just banned the night bot. You know, we talk about every week, our night bot gets crazy. Um, uh, Heg himself was smelling a certain score. I gave the nine five. Uh, and he told me a few things. He told me a thing or two about a thing or two, but he happened to put four, um, exclamation points. We got to tighten that up. We got to tighten that up. But yeah, thank you guys. Once again, everybody who listened and you actually listened to the review. Thank you for that. I know that can be hard if you don't own a VR to you two guys. Thank you for the questions that you give me when I do something like a VR game. Um, You know, I appreciate it. I appreciate having the opportunity. And, uh, yeah, Red Matter 2. Go get it.
1: Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News!
2: News. Ladies and gentlemen, Weekly Games Chat news time. So next week, we're going to cover uh, Cocaine Dealer. Yeah?
0: (laughs) I'm down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can I be Pablo? I mean, can you imagine it in VR? Dude, can you imagine? (laughs) You see my stupid VR hand go to my stupid VR headset, and I just lean forward. (laughs) 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 Say hello. (laughs) Say hello Uh, to my... They should do a a butt-wiping VR. Mm.
2: Butt-wiping simulator. We don't have
0: to worry about that anymore, do we? Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Was there any
0: update to your... uh... No. Still haven't gone to get my replacement pipe. I don't Uh, feel like you want this. I do, but I just don't like leaving the house.
1: (laughs) That's not true. You leave the house all the time. For
0: food. For food. Yes. (laughs) I'll go for
1: food, but like... You went to Walmart earlier. When? Or or today? Last night? Yeah, last night. Oh, because I had to get food. (laughs) They had pipes there, too. That's the point. Not at, not at this wall. One. This one's one of those uh, market ones where it's just like uh, food. Oh, you didn't go to the one that's the Lost Civilization over the hill. No. Gotcha. Walmart. All right. Well, uh, here we yeah. go. Wait. I just cussed. Did like, you? Live. Uh,
2: <laughs> mother. Chris. Chris is like. Chris is like. <laughs> His face in like this, oh
0: like. Oh my god, my bad, dude. My bad. If you need me to do this, the editing, I will.
2: Chris, oh, can I? I'm Chris, hot. Chris, can I cuss real quick? Oh no. Oh
0: my god. My bad. My bad, man.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, my All bad, right. dude. That should take is. me six
0: months to pay you back. This is not going to pay
1: off. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of payoffs. Uh, The strategy behind giving consumers six months to purchase Super Mario 3D All-Stars has paid off from a sales perspective. According to research firm CESA or C-E-S-A, I'm not sure the best way to say that. Super Mario 3D All-Stars has shipped 9.7 million units since its launch in September of 2020. The game included HD ports of uh, N64 Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine and Super Mario Galaxy, the physical copy can still be found in stores even now, I don't think anyone would ever doubt Nintendo's ability to move product, especially nostalgic product.:
0: Yeah, you know, I've seen this game, and I should buy it, probably.: Dude, Right? I thought you had it. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh, but here's the deal. The thing with, the, with Nintendo, as my grandma used to call it, a Tindle, is that they change their, their format. Like So, like, PlayStation and Xbox is generally a disc, right? Like a Blu-ray disc. But Nintendo will have, like, a cartridge and then, like, a little disc and then, like, yeah. a smaller yeah. disc. Then so. the CD. <laughs> yeah then it's, so then i won't know like what system can i play this on if i buy it sure i got all of them well since vi-
2: since vinyl has made a comeback their next console is gonna have vinyl
1: <laughs> Imagine if in 10 different? years we get the switch with an a-track uh, oh you know my God. in the back that would be amazing yeah <laughs> i haven't i don't know does it what's it sell for i want to say uh i don't know i'm thinking from, the 40
0: dollar range
2: uh, you can buy it. At, you can go to Best Buy and buy it retail.
1: Retail? Well, Which, well I mean, like, what's retail? Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: was it? I don't remember if it was fifty nine or forty nine. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Mario I thought 30. it was. I thought it was fifty nine ninety
1: nine. I'd buy it That's if crazy. it was on sale, but I just. It I
2: is know. on sale. That's three high quality games for fifty nine
1: ninety nine. Uh, I'm sorry if it was discounted. But yeah. holy dear God
0: eBay is selling it for like 500 bucks.
1: Yeah, because I mean, like how many are out there? That's the question. Because in theory, this is all they got, right? If you, I should if go buy this game. Stores, until, you know, I guess they put it out again. If they do, maybe they will. They should put it out. Because really it really great.
0: I've never. This is when I remind John that I've never played Mario Sunshine. Right?
2: Why do you hate Nintendo?
0: <laughs> I don't. I love Nintendo. Yeah. I love the Super article. Iron the
2: comparison. article I pulled this from said um, basically kind of the strategy was only giving consumers six months to buy something. Yeah. I'm like, like right. what, if, what if a right. teacher came along and said, you have a project due. It's due in six months. Right. It's like, do you say, do you sit there and go, you're only giving me six months? What a monster you are.
0: Yeah. And, and you and think you about get, like you have
2: six months to buy something.
0: When they tell us like a console is coming out and we need to pre-order or you, um, in six months, you won't get it. I
1: promise you we something. pre-order.
2: Let me tell you something. Americans don't need six months to buy anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but if you remember like back in the day, Disney silly. Disney used to do it, right? Remember? Like, oh, we brought Cinderella out of the of the Disney the vault. vault on DVD yeah. and she'll be out for the next four months. And sure enough, any person that ever wanted Disney's Cinderella in their collection, they would run out and buy it. Because they understand. Yeah,
0: You're yeah. not wrong. Yeah. It's <laughs> a great wrong. sales
1: tactic. I'm not going to deny it. I wonder if making a movie
0: about a game is a good sales ta- tactic, though. Ooh. Well,
2: let's talk about that, because I need to
0: tell you. <laughs> this. <laughs> <Classic> <laughs> this, bio-
2: this Bioshock movie?
0: Yeah. It's got that got was a about director. a game.
2: It's got a director now. The nice. upcoming Bioshock movie has found a writer... And a director. Oh, nice. I think think many people might find this impressive. Hunger Games director Francis Lawrence will be the director, while Michael Green of Blade Runner 2049 fame will be writing the script. Netflix announced the news via Twitter, quote, Bioshock, our live-action feature film adaptation of the renowned video game franchise, will be directed by Francis Lawrence, who directed I Am Legend, The Hunger Games Catching Fire, and Slumberland. And a script written by Michael Green Lo, who, uh, of Logan Blade Runner 2049 American God's fame. Uh, in quote, Bioshock has been in the works for many years with the project originally landing Gore Verbinski as its director. And he was, I think, Pirates of the Caribbean was his, one of his claim to fames. Um, I don't really want them to adapt a game. Uh, there's a little novel that came out a few years back called Rapture, about the specifically about um, Andrew Ryan, Andrew Ryan, and his struggles to build Rapture. That would be an interesting movie, and it would it would it would be it would take place during the construction and the fall of Rapture. So what was, I'm about
0: to say may be exactly what you said, but I'm a meathead when it comes to BioShock.
2: Would okay. you would you kindly play Bioshock?
0: <laughs> <laughs> if if I could, if somebody would let me borrow the game, maybe. You know,
1: does the man <laughs> not deserve the sweat of his brow, Sean?
0: But no, what I was going to say was, people on on the on the interwebs are saying they have, they
1: also hope it's a prequel.
0: Is that yeah. exactly what you just said, John?
1: It would to be. Yeah. It. it mm-hmm. I have to say, it's a hard thing to adapt it, like because yeah. Your character, I mean, one of the things it's from that era of games where uh, of the silent protagonist, right and it and they work it to give him a personality like to explain certain things, right um as far as the way it works in the story, but I don't think that necessarily works very well uh for a movie, so you're gonna have to figure out if you're gonna actually just do Bioshock how you adapt that, how you you know, make this character feel like a real person, uh, have a personality that really is nowhere in the game to be found. Because the personality of the game is everyone else around you and the city itself as you travel through it. Um, you know, that's, so yeah, it might be a good idea. I do like, uh, I mean, I love Blade Runner 2049. Um, so Michael Green. That's that's a solid pick. I'm interested to see if you're going to pick someone to do kind of noir <laughs> setting and, you know, some of the themes that are within the world of Rapture. Uh, he's not a bad pick. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I
2: tell you, I mean, it's, it's important to remember that in Bioshock, mm-hmm. there's, always a, there's always a lighthouse. Sure. There's always a girl. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily have to be Rapture.
1: Sure. Yeah, you're right.
2: I know I'm right, Chris. I don't need you to tell me that.
1: <laughs> if they freaking did Bioshock Infinite instead, oh, I'd be a happy man.
2: Do you prefer that over the original?
1: I think for a movie, I would. Because, mm-hmm. you know, for again, that character, that's an actual character, right? It, he talks, he has personality, uh, so it could actually work a little bit better. And you can, and you can have this girl that throws you bullets. Exactly. That's important. That's very important.
2: See Sean, Sean, you never played BioShock. None of them. I I barely Sean, you would actually like BioShock Infinite.
1: Or, I barely know the sh- series, bro. Especially like just think of it with a huge <clears throat> budget, John. Those like fights where you're going on the the thing where you hook on the trains, you know, and you're just flying through the sky shooting at George sky Washington uh, robots. <laughs> you know the hook that you've used for the sky thing yeah sky Sky hook yeah let's go with that that sounds that's a good name
2: but sean you would really bioshock infinite and i know you i know you lobbed up your own topic but you did a good job with that by the way thank you buddy. Uh, but uh the intro of bioshock infinite is some of my favorite intro like the first hour of it you have this what was the song that the court the barbershop quartet was singing chris do you remember?
1: Uh, one of the early they sing a bunch of them. I think the first one they do though is um, it's either God only knows or wouldn't it was be God, nice. Yeah,
0: like Kid Rock.
1: Yeah. No. Uh, oh, the Beach Boys.
0: <laughs> oh, that's only God
1: knows. My bad. Yeah. But-
0: <laughs> Kid Rocky said, "Woo." Um. Uh, well, we barely knew thee, didn't we? What is he talking about? Well. I'm sorry to report this, but not really. Netflix's Resident Evil series has been canceled after just one season. According to Deadline, Netflix will not be renewing its adaptation of the Survivor Horror franchise. (laughs) (laughs) Survivor Horror Franchise.
2: (laughs) Horror. 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 Oh, the horror. The,
0: the series, <laughs> Hodor, the series debuted in the top 10 uh, rankings, but quickly, and we mean like day of, fell off, yeah. following negative reviews from fans and critics. Uh, if you remember, we watched it, we'll get to that till a minute, but the series told an original story set many years after the games. I revised my statement, said it was actually, I think I gave it like a three, but I gave it like a seven, seven and a half when it was all done. That scene where she like had to take a chainsaw and got blood all over—that <laughs> scene was insane. We can spoil the, you know what, out of this game now, this show because it's not coming back ever again. It's we true. wasted our time watching this show, boys.
1: Things, yeah, it felt love. like a waste. Yeah,
0: I. We should delete the episode about it.
1: <laughs> They've just the Netflix it has got matter this th- anymore. Netflix has just got this thing lately where, you know, they're trying these adaptations and I feel like they hit big because they have a name right for day one and they're number one, but obviously they can see analytics down to, well, how long are people watching? And obviously they must've seen kind of like cowboy bebop, like where I'm guessing (laughs) there's there's a number of people that probably dropped off after a certain number of episodes and, you know, And then, therefore, it kind of also rolls up because then you see it drop, as we said, pretty quickly out of the top ten. Like, I think it was number one maybe for, like, the first weekend. And then maybe middle of next week was when it finally dropped out. Yeah, it was was not. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was not up there for long. Mm -hmm. Uh, But since we're talking about movies and TV shows, did you guys see the one that Daniel Radcliffe is being in about Weird Al? It's
1: getting some good buzz. I've been ever since that trailer came out. I've I've been all about the it. New trailer dropped last night. Yeah, and it looks amazing. It does look great.
2: Well, wouldn't it be funny if the Oscar instead of going to Elvis Presley actually went to Weird Al Yankovic? <laughs> went
0: to Daniel Radcliffe, Radcliffe. <laughs> as Weird Al Yankovic. That would be great. What's your
1: dream? I want to write funny lyrics <laughs> to establish songs. And he's like just listening. it's like Bologna, Sharona.
0: Yes, the trailer's amazing, <laughs> John. If you haven't
1: seen it, or anybody listening, it's so good. It's and it's, I'm, it's perfect because it's everything Weird Al, right? Like yes. it's instead of just doing the narrative of Weird Al, which anyone, if you've ever seen, is behind the music or know anything about him, he's like the sweetest, like you know, just stand up guy, right? Like he comes from, he was like an architecture guy originally. Uh, and then dropped out because he wanted to do this. He loves polka mu- music and all that kind of stuff. but instead, they're doing yeah, polka, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but instead here, they're mocking every single one of these, like, you know, kind of music biofilms there. Uh, i think him.
2: it's I think it's hilarious that they'd cast Daniel Radcliffe because he's like six
0: feet shorter than we are. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but he looks just like him with the wig. Uh, like he and, really and it's amazing. He's going to pull it off. I got a trivia question for you. In what movie, speaking of Polka, did one John Candy um, Alone. say he was, and uh, Chris won the trivia. Polka, Polka, Polka. <laughs> he won. He won. If this was a tournament, Chris just won. What yeah. was the name of the band? Uh, polka. I don't
1: know. It's the Polka Kings. I can't remember. It's been a moment.
0: It's been a it's been a moment. That's what we
1: say now. Yeah, it's been a moment. It's been a
0: moment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know the name of the band.
2: Polka King of the Midwest, Dama Vushi Polka, Kiss Me Polka, Polka Twist.
0: Mm-hmm. I did not know you knew Home Alone so good. I'm oh, very man. happy right now, John. I don't. I just movie. know John Candy movies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not a John Candy movie, bruh.
0: It's
2: Lies. John. It's John Candy enough.
1: It really is. I like mentioned. Christopher huh? Columbus is his favorite director. Like, he stopped watching Harry Potter after the second one. Um, I don't know if he was alive then. Christopher Columbus? He's still alive. No. It's Chris Columbus. Hmm. Chris Columbus. We know what it really is. Speaking of Chris, on the burst, of Chris it. missed the pivot, <laughs> admitting that
0: he won the tournament.
1: Anyways, uh, yeah, speaking of tournaments, PlayStation tournaments are finally coming to PS5 with an open beta. The feature originally debuted on PS4 back in 2016. It allows players to sign up for tournaments and compete in events and win prizes. All this will be fully integrated in the PS5. Quote, PlayStation tournaments are on-console competitions where players can compete against each other to win prizes across PlayStation events, challenges, leaderboard, competitions, and much more, according to a PlayStation blog post. Quote, the next generation of PlayStation competitive gaming will include new features and improvements, making the experience of finding and joining competitions easier. I've never used this feature. but
0: Ever in um, my entire life.
1: Yeah. Never have I ever, bruh. But I could see if you're, if you're in the fighting games, that makes a lot of sense. That would be a cool thing to have.
0: The greatest fighting game of all time is not on PlayStation. That's true. Smash.
1: Smash is the greatest fighting game ever. Well, I was going to it- go with virtual fighter.
0: Nope. <laughs> Terrible.
1: Soul caliber. But
0: Sean, you're supposed to say
1: Apollo <laughs> VR.
0: <laughs> he has Apollo. John, is that going to get you to get a VR? Delone trained you in VR, bro. Oh, Creed VR. you dumbass. Yeah, it's called Apollo. No, it's called Creed. I think it's called Creed, John.
2: <laughs> Creed, it's all
1: Creed Hands of Glory or something. Rise to Glory. Have you watched his new movie yet? Uh, Creed's new movie? No, it's Stallone, the one that was on uh, Prime. PlayStation Ooh. Mobile. Let's learn about <laughs> it. Calls himself a fan.
2: <laughs> Sony has announced an expansion into mobile gaming. I was out of town yeah. by establishing the.
1: <laughs> Whoa. That's
0: what you get for making fun of me. Right
2: By there. <laughs> By establishing the PlayStation Studios and Mobile division. In addition, they have acquired Savage Game Studios to develop a AAA, a quote, a AAA live service action game, end quote. Hmm. The directive is to develop, quote, innovative, on the go experiences based on new and existing PlayStation IP that meet PlayStation studios high quality standards that's in quote and will operate independently from the console division quote the acquisition reaffirms sony interactives interactive entertainment's commitment to delivering innovative experiences to new players around the world by expanding to additional platforms in quote do you remember when sony playstation did their own phone do you remember that
0: i do and i wanted one because in uncharted he held it up in the game
2: yeah i wanted i was like
0: I looked, they were so
2: expensive. Mm -hmm. They were very expensive. Oh,
0: I wanted one so bad. I thought that'd be so cool. I still do, obviously.
2: So I can see the first mobile game is God of War Ragnarok. Cause you know, let's face it. It's all it deserves.
1: Song And,
2: (laughs) and then like, no, but I can see like a little bit, big planet making its way on here. Like, um, What's the, what's the little blue guy that, that showed up with the demo for the PlayStation 5? Oh, yeah, Astro Bot guy. Astro Bot could be a, a, a star on this platform. Um, but, yeah, it's just I think about their mobile game, their mobile phone, and I'm going, that didn't go well. <laughs> but, I mean, this is. It was a
0: reason it didn't go well. Like, you couldn't go to Verizon and get it, I don't think. I think they chose oh. it. Was still, it was weird how well, weird. it was weird. So it was hard to get. I
2: completed.
0: think so.
1: I, I wasn't an accident. I'm going to laugh when it's <laughs> resistance. <laughs> right. We don't know what AAA means, bro. Insomnia you know, good. keeps teasing like consistently every now and then on Twitter of resistance stuff. And everyone knows <laughs> they're not making a resistance game for console at the moment. We know what they're doing there. So.
2: Well, I said, I said a few weeks back that, um, you know, I, I believe that Sony is always toying with the next iteration of a handheld device. Right, right. Maybe this is experimental to them. See how that goes to see, well, if, there's what- a, to see if there's an interest in, in, their, in their games when it comes to a mobile
0: slash handheld device. And it will. This is why Sony will do it. And the Sony phone's coming back. And this is the only way to get the Sony game that we made on for nah, mobile. I think they're like Microsoft. That's a Sony move, dude. The old school Sony move. It'd, you'd be like, really? Does Sony even make phones anymore?
1: No. Know. I'll go buy one so. right now.
0: I'll tell you that much. If they do,
1: not since they got rid of Ericsson. Remember when uh, Sony Ericsson? Sony Ericsson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're making a mobile or I mean a handheld. I think they're kind of like Microsoft. They're content to be like, we're gonna have, you know, streaming and they just released that thing recently, right? Like, or that announced that they're going to have it on iPhone, right? So if you're doing that and you can do it well, why, why try to convince people to buy a thing when they can just use a dual sense controller, have a screen that they already own and, you know, play right there. Jesus,
2: Because you're leaving a market share on the table.
1: I mean, I guess, but. I just don't see them. I don't see that going well for them. I think it's lifetime.
2: a 50-50. I think it's a 50-50. But I do believe that there are people at Sony who are researching it and always keeping it on the table. Mm-hmm. That's all I've ever said. I've I, I'm not suggesting that they are going to do it. I'm, sug- I'm suggesting that Sony is not necessarily relinquishing that market um, in the near future. That's all I said.
0: Well, I'll tell you this, per uh, sony.com, electronics, and then the mobile section, there are phones. They're called the Xperia, X-P-E-R-I-A, and they cost a lot of money. But they do have OLED screens, 4K, 120 FPS capabilities. No, they don't. $1,600, and it's yours. (laughs)
1: $1,600, and it's
0: yours. (laughs) Sony phones.
1: It's only about half the price of a PlayStation 5 now. Go to, oh, yeah, <laughs> go, to, go to electronics.sony.com,
0: John, and you'll see everything you need to see. Let's see it. Okay. From the future!
2: It's a pre-order.
0: Speaking mm. of the future, we're going to go ahead and think about the future Ooh. and uh, keep this news thing rolling while John does research on his new Sony phone. <laughs> due, due to high demand for the handheld console, that outperformed Valve's expectations, the company has revealed that it's already thinking about creating a successor to the original Steam Deck. So yes, now you know we're talking about the Steam Deck. In a 50-page booklet about the Steam Deck, Valve revealed, quote, in the future, Valve will follow up on this product with improvements and iterations to hardware and software, bringing new versions of Steam Deck to market. This is a multi-generational product line. Valve will support Steam Deck and Steam OS, Steam OS, sorry, well into the foreseeable future. We will learn from the Steam community about new uses for our hardware that we haven't thought of yet, and we will build new versions to be even more open and capable than the first version of Steam Deck has been. <laughs> has, been. <laughs> has been, has been, has been, has um,
1: so. been. Yeah, fun fact: if uh, Valve finds something that makes money, they will latch onto it hard. Hence they used to make a lot of games, guys. I don't know if you knew this back then, uh, but valve used to be like putting out games like every year or two. And then uh, they invented steam and we didn't get a game for like a decade. It felt like, so, um, I mean, it, it seems, it's not something I need, but it seems like definitely for those who maybe aren't part of the Nintendo you know uh they're they're not like huge fans of Nintendo. they're people that primarily play on their p c s This seems to be the product that finally was the perfect marriage where, oh hey, I have this huge steam library library already um and you're giving me certain things that I like about p c like right like having i know it has a higher refresh rate than like a standard you know like a Switch would, things like that and decent enough graphics where they're okay with it. So if you can come back in a couple of years and put out another one of these that's able to even h- handle more beefier games and can do like a 165 hertz refresh rate um, and have expandable memory and all that. Phew, yeah. I'm, I'm sure there'll be a market for it.
2: So a handheld device for steam has paid off for steam. Yes. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Cause they have like every game imaginable. Wow. Yeah, it's incredible. Unlike PlayStation, who messes it up.
0: Wow. <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. I don't I mean, I mean. <laughs> 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 uh, Chris, we gotta. Have you talked to Jeff
1: about his happiness with the Steam Deck? Does, is it worth the price tag? I have not gone talk to him about it because he was out of town last weekend. Um, but I will probably talk to him about it this weekend. I'll let you all know. But yeah, find out if he took it
0: with him to where he went mm-hmm.
1: and and all, all the all the deets. Do that I, for us. I know we this. Could,
0: we could bring him on the show as a topic.
1: He sent me. Um, You're not wrong. He sent me uh, a picture. He apparently he can watch YouTube TV on his on Steam Deck. So he was sitting there in his hotel, you know when. He was out of town watching, you know, football and all that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, that's nice. That is nice. Very
2: nice. Mm-hmm. You can watch YouTube TV on Switch, too.
1: Twitch.tv backslash weekly
0: game chat. What's that's up? On Switch. <laughs> can you? I know. They have uh, media op apps on there. Chris, uh, you know, there are a lot of games potentially on the Steam Deck, but we also have news on a new game in development, don't we?
1: That we do. Um, and even though I've played this series, I don't know how much it's going to be desired, but we'll see. Hangar 13 has confirmed a brand new mafia game is under development. News comes by the way of a recent interview with Hangar 13 general manager Roman Heidlich, uh and head of production and media director Thomas Hybrick. I don't know. I'm not even going to try. Uh, quote. It's like,
0: her, you remember Kent Herbeck?
1: Oh, yeah, Herbeck. yeah. I forgot about I would him. say Herbicek. Herbeck, Where's the check at?
0: I'd say Tom- the C-E-K, oh, C-E-K, dude. Say Tomas Herbaček and roll oh, with it like H. a G. I
1: don't know. Um, it's fine. William Smith. These are appropriate last names for people in media. Uh, I'm happy to confirm we've started work on an all-new Mafia project. While it's a few years away and we can't share anything more right now, we're really excited to keep working on this beloved franchise and to entertain our players with new stories. Mafia four has been rumored for some time now. Um, Yeah. I can't wait till Chris plays mafia four
0: alone and does the story on it again. (laughs) It was great. uh,
1: I imagine that's why they remade the mafia. uh, The first three games and put them out is probably to take their team, let them learn their engine Get that you know for anyone new who's come in. So now they understand what a mafia game look like. It's a great learning tool for them. And now it's like, yeah, why not go make a new mafia game?
2: Mafia would probably be a very good handheld franchise.
1: <laughs> no one wants this. <laughs>
2: Well, you seem to enjoy uh, the last Mafia we covered. You said you enjoyed the story and the characters. I liked one and two. It just didn't have a lot of gameplay variety.
1: I didn't. Yeah, three could have been really cool, um, but it just didn't. The open world kind of got old very fast, but I did like Mm -hmm. the main character um, Mm -hmm. because he wasn't some perfect saint. But you could also understand his, uh, his motivations, his goals and such, what was driving him. Um, maybe they could do one that's in the nineties cause they've done the classics, you know, um, why not bring in a little bit more modern or the eighties? Maybe they'll go to Miami and just do vice city for mafia.
0: Well, I'm thinking of that mafia, uh, documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That was a cool, I think it was se- late seventies, early eighties kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. It was, it was really, or, it was, it's real That actually, would work.
1: You know what would give me? I would applaud this because I don't think anyone's really the only one that's come close to even hinting at it uh was gta four If someone can do something like the wire right where take Bro. what take whatever part of the wire you want Bro. if you want to go with you know the inner city part of it or you want to go with the docks part of it from season two, one of those two type of storylines and have like a port city that would be I would I would be glad to get lost in that. That'd be fun. Anything that they would execute in the
0: style of The Wire and it be mm-hmm. acceptable to be called in the style of The Wire, I would be down for. Right. Because The Wire is the greatest show ever on HBO.
1: I don't dispute that. <laughs> I have no problem with that statement. I just wanted
0: to incite my Game of Thrones peeps out there, my Sopranos peeps out there. Uh, it is what it is. I'm done. I'm done like Facebook gaming.
2: (laughs) Well, speaking of Facebook gaming, yeah, Yeah. Facebook's uh, video game live stream app known as Facebook gaming. Yeah. It will be shut down and no longer accessible as of October 28th. 2022, but you still have time, folks. Get it in. Get it hey, in. We
0: need six months. <laughs> <laughs> we need six months.
2: According to a post, quote, beginning on October 28th, 2022, the Facebook gaming app for iOS and Android will no longer be available. We want to extend our ha- 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 heartfelt heartfelt <laughs> to all of you for everything that you've done to build a thriving community. I don't know if it's and yeah. fans <laughs> since the app first launched. Uh, This was truly a community-led effort to bring new gaming features to Facebook. Despite Despite this, our mission to connect players, fans, and creators with the games they love hasn't changed. And you'll still be able to find your games, streamers, and groups when you visit Facebook in the gaming app. All streaming functionalities will still remain on the main Facebook app or webpage. The video game app specific to Facebook gaming will just no longer work.
0: Like Farmville
2: it's the end of an era. It's the end uh, of an era.
1: Yeah. That thriving community that apparently mm-hmm. they're just deciding isn't worth That's, it.
2: Huh? <laughs> <laughs> was, this, uh, was this Twitch basically?
1: It was there for, yeah. Like their competition for like YouTube and, uh, and that on and, and stuff. Yeah. And I and Sean, correct me if uh, if I'm wrong. Do you know of anyone who like was anything that was big on Facebook gaming? Why I wouldn't you ask I didn't even know
2: it was a thing. Why yeah. do, why wouldn't you ask me that question?
1: Because well, you're not a um, gamer. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't ask you about <laughs> VR either, John. <laughs> um, oh. But I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't know. This always just felt like it's one of those things where you see someone else has like, you know, Amazon bought Twitch and and you're like, Oh yeah, we can do that and make money. And then sure enough, you find out it's not as easy as you thought.
2: Facebook should buy Twitch.
1: Hmm. From Amazon.
0: Do you remember when we went over the stadia games? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, this is kind of like what the Facebook games look like, but in fairness, these are more like, app-based games, right? I just quickly went to Facebook Gaming Games. They do have Sushi Snake.
2: Thank God. And it, it failed?
0: They do have Sushi Snake, and they have Love Dots. You
2: know? <laughs> Love Dots? <laughs> <laughs> the heck is Love Dots?
0: I, this is their play-on games that are out there, I guess. I don't know. But I didn't even know it was a thing. Um, I didn't know it was a thing. Sad news though for those folks. Like I'm it sounds like I'm capping right now. What? I'm not. I'm not. I'm being honest. I I don't I don't even I didn't even know it was a thing.
2: Finally.
0: This week. That was a thing. <laughs> yeah, that was a thing. We did it. This is the last piece of news for this week. Uh, This is great news for those uh, gamers that you know that have disabilities. I love stuff like this. Um, Haptic feedback for deaf gamers. That's right. The upcoming Last of Us Part 1 is really leaning into its accessibility features. Most notably, it is making full use of haptic feedback to help deaf players feel how dialogue is delivered. According to the PlayStation blog, quote, one feature which started as a prototype but ended up being really successful during playtesting is a feature that plays dialogue through the PS5 DualSense controller as haptic feedback. That way, a deaf player can feel the way a line is delivered, can feel the emphasis along with the subtitles to give some sense of how that line is delivered. What's cool is I watched a documentary um, about EDM festivals, right? So that's music, John. Mm. And there was someone who was, she, she, they picked her out because she was deaf. And she said, I know that you're like, why do I come to these festivals? Because I'm deaf. But she said she could feel the yeah. music. They could, it's different for them. And the way she explained it in the documentary really kind of opened me up to like going, oh, okay, we should find ways to do stuff like this. I think it's great. I'm glad that the prototype worked. And I'm glad this is a thing for the people that need it. You, you guys think anything like that?
1: The one the big thing I remember from last of us part two was I was blown away at all the various uh, accessibility options um, that naughty dog had to include in that game. Um, You know, even down to like there were parts where I was struggling to see things and I would just turn on um, certain types of highlights every now and then, um, you know, just trying to get through. But I guess I, I like that they keep, you know, kind of like how Microsoft has pushed the envelope with the uh, with the you know the accessibility controller and and this too. It's like you have this wonderful new tech, and sure, like you know, John's over there last week talking. He's like, I would trade the haptic feedback for more battery life, and I think most of us would. But if you put this in here, why not use it for something good, right? Like that can maybe make someone who you know hasn't been able to experience games in a certain way, actually feel them in in a new way that is hopefully powerful for them. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well said.
2: Reminds me of a scene from um, a little movie back in the 90s called Mr. Holland's Opus. Never heard of it. Where his son uh, was born deaf and he played a song by John Lennon and sort of used inflection through color for him to sort of experience the song in a, in a, in a more meaningful way. Plus, um, so, I mean, I will, I will, I will edit my comment from last week and say the option
1: to turn off
2: haptic feedback. If you, there you go. want
1: it. Yeah. That'd be nice. John Moses, John Lennon song that he sang <clears throat> to him. Be-
2: be- you asking me?
1: Yeah. Beautiful boy. Good job. You get two points today.
2: I, I don't I, I, look i don't i don't completely hate the communist
1: i don't think you oh no (laughs) oh no uh anyways (laughs) on that note oh no (laughs) that seems like a uh good reason to wrap this up uh because you know we just called never (laughs) just to be safe just to be safe
0: electronic
1: mail from the future.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this is the part of the show that we call emails, Uh, but it's not just that. It's your way of reaching out to us and, and getting involved in the show. It's your content. You make this up. Uh, before I let you know that if you want to send, well, I'll let you know this first. If you want to send an email to us, of course, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. That's old school. That's where we're at. We got a few. We're going to read from there, but I got to tell you guys this. Cause I, I need to know this. So as I'm scrolling Instagram, as I'm waiting for the, the news thing, right? Moe's Southwest grill. Caught my attention. It said, what is your Moe's DJ name? So Kay. here's how they do it. The color of your shirt you're wearing is going to, Find out what you are, your zodiac sign, and your birth month. So I'm black, so that's doctor. My zodiac sign is a Taurus, so I'm ginormous. So, so far, I'm doctor ginormous. I was born in April. My DJ name is doctor ginormous pickled jalapenos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, do you want to see what yours are before we go further? Uh, I guess I'll go orange, even though it's tie-dye.
0: Uh, so red, we're going to do other. So you're lull.
1: Okay, uh, Gemini. Lil, uh, s- Lil Fancy. I don't like this already because I hate any rapper <laughs> named Lil. Um, and uh, June. You're Lil Fancy Stack. Lil Fancy Stack.
0: Yours is legit. Uh, John, Here's you got a blue shirt on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lil Fancy Stack in the house. So, John, you're the because you have a blue shirt on. What's your Zodiac sign? What's a zodiac sign?
2: <laughs> oh no,
0: John's gonna ruin the bit by being John. Uh, I guess Leo. If that's what. Uh, yeah. So you're the groovy. And what's your birth month? Uh, it's July. July, yeah. So you're the groovy cilantro rice. <laughs> that's your DJ name. <laughs> Woo! So guys, if you don't follow Moe's Southwest Grill on Instagram, you should. You'll see that, and then maybe you'll write into us about what your DJ names were, huh? That'd be fun. Uh, we, got, we got a couple emails we're going to read. We want to go ahead and get those done uh, so you boys can handle that.
1: I just want to point uh, out. I'm going
0: to start eating this breakfast for
1: dinner, which looks amazing. I just want to point out there were two this week, and <coughs> at about 4.30 today, I was ready to go grab a gauntlet. So I'm just warning people. You think I'm not serious. I will snap things. <clears throat> I'll snap that wonderful episode out that you all love where we answered the greatest emails ever. It'll be gone tomorrow. I'll snap the Assassin's Creed Odyssey episode out. I'll do it all.
2: Why does Chris insist on threatening our audience every week?
1: Because it works, John.
0: <laughs> it kind of does. Kind of like how um French toast with some bacon and sausage and some fresh strawberries work. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: I guess I'll take the first one, John. And okay. it is from Alejandro. How is it that I can say that name? No problem. Um, and he says, gentlemen.
2: Is he talking to us?
1: Yes. First, thank you for last week's banger of a show. It You're welcome. Banger. Yep. Here's my question. In some games, you can choose the gender of the protagonist. Example, Mass Effect 2, which Chris may have heard of. I don't know what you're talking about. When the game gives you this option, do you tend to go male, female, or non-binary? Ooh. Follow-up question. When the game allows you to romance NPCs, which way does your needle swing, or do you go <laughs> ACDC? <laughs> Keep up the great work uh, Alejandro. And he entitled this email, by the way, ACDC. So that kind of makes sense now. Um, I guess it, you know, for me, it always just depends. Like if I see clips beforehand where I hear voice actors, I typically will just go to the one that I feel good about. Um, sometimes I specifically do it. Like I, as you said, Mass Effect, originally I played as regular male Shep, but I have played as female Shep. Um, and in that game, just to give you an idea, I totally slept with every person I could. So, you know, I've, I've had that experience. Um, but I also enjoy what was in Witcher three. I did that too with Geralt and it got thrown back in my face and I appreciated a game that told me you're being a disgusting person. Stop cheating on people and pick someone if you're going to be in a relationship. Um, so, you know. But I've played both multiple times, John.
2: If there's if if there's an option between male and female, I typically go female because I don't often play. Mm. If you know, if if a character is chosen, it's typically a male character. Um, I mean, my division character looks like a version of a a bad a a ba version of my wife. (laughs) Your wife. Um. As far as as far as video game relationships, I find most video game relationship options in a game very cringy and unrealistic, um, and just sort of just sort of an element to storytelling that the games industry hasn't really mastered yet. I mean, this was many years ago. People keep in mind this was I think Chris was in his early twenties. I came home one day playing. He was playing Mass Effect two yet again, and I said, "You're why are you playing this again?" He goes, "Because I'm trying to f this person." (laughs)
1: That was an understatement, but yes. <laughs> but I like it. That's the one like, game.
2: Just think about it, guys. He's mm-hmm. trying to select the right things to say because he hasn't successfully, you know, done this yet. It was I hard. I just thought it was a very-
1: I didn't like <laughs> Jack is the one character in Mass Effect 2 I did not relate to. So it was very hard to pick choices that would entice mm-hmm. her. But I was determined.
2: But I'll give you a prime example. Mm-hmm. Um of relationships or you know i guess in this game it's more like people you choose to sleep with or not sleep with odyssey was horrible with that stuff i agree it absolutely had no point and it was and it was most of the time very cringy
1: it it even like it's a little bit more worthwhile in valhalla but even still like it it didn't commit to it it, it and, that's
2: like, a, and that's one thing. And in, in either games, it doesn't really commit to it. Yeah,
1: like this one, there's actually a person you could get with that you would think would mean a lot, right? And for a little bit, it feels like it's going to, and then it just kind of they they low key neuter it at the back half just to be like, oh yeah, don't worry about that. You know, life's good. In, in keep the, keep in, going. Yeah, just in, keep.
2: It's just funny keep. how you said low key. <laughs> ah,
1: yeah, I see what you did there. Well, uh, which,
2: which, which, by the way, um, reading um, reading stories for Assassin's Creed Mirage mm-hmm. has spoiled Valhalla for me. As oh yeah, yeah. It, I was
0: like, oh crap. Well, you've had That's two funny. years, John. Yeah, you've had six months. I um, know, right? I've had two years. <laughs> in my in my current mindset, I I pick girls every time, females every time.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Looking at my past, like if you looked at all my characters from like WoW and everything. It's a mix because early on I would pick, you know, I would pick guys or whatever. Uh, but mostly now I pick females and I make them look B.A. Um, when it comes to having, um, you know, romances, try to hook up with them. When I'm guys, I try to get everything that I can in a game. Uh, but when I'm a female character, I don't like when I don't I don't go that way. I don't try to get romanced. I kind of get defensive about it. It's weird. Um, so but there you protect- go. You're protective. I'm protective of the female characters. I make this is, this is my piece. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guys I'm like, uh, any hole like what's up?
1: <laughs> any hole. But wow. uh, that was
0: you did say that was sent from a Fisher Price phone, right? You did mention that.
1: Oh, did I miss that? Oh, sorry. This was uh, sent from a Fisher Price phone. Those I are know, good phones. Those are good phones. Top, top notch. notch. Spared no expense. Um, John, you got the other one for us? Yeah. Hey, peeps. Hey!
2: I'm having a hard time containing my assignment for Gal Ragnarok. I think that's God of War. Thank God you, of War, Chris. John. Yeah. God of War Ragnarok. I wanted to ask if you guys and the listeners remember a video from PlayStation that posted on YouTube called, quote, Raising Kratos. Mm. It was an awesome documentary showing the making of God of War 2018. And had a lot of insight from Corey Barlog and the rest of the MSS, SMS (laughs) uh, team of the ups and downs of game development. And I'm hoping they do something like that again for this game. For those who remember this documentary, would you watch another one for the upcoming game? Cheers. Uh, This is from uh, John, who sent uh, the email from my bidet via Bluetooth. That's
1: a smart bidet.
0: John think Why it, haven't you nice? Yeah. I remember that documentary, by the way. Yeah, yes. It was good.
2: It was good. I don't know if it was on that documentary or it was a video posted on social media. But I remember the, the 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 morning he uh Corey Barlog filmed himself opening Metacritic the morning the game came out. Do you remember this video?
0: I do. I think that yeah. was on like Twitter or something.
2: It was awesome. He's yeah. like, okay, let's see what's going on here. And he looked And he just completely broke down. It's like all the stress and anxiety and pressure. It's one of those videos that makes you appreciate what these people go through. And not just people at Santa Monica, people who make tiny little mobile games, you know, go through with deadlines and pressure to make something that is of value to the marketplace, not just something valuable to them. Something that means a lot to them, something they put their hearts and souls into. That you know, you know that that people might just reject outright. Nothing personal, but just the way the industry works. And when you see, when you see something like that, it just really makes you appreciate the kind of work that goes into <coughs> making <laughs> making your little hobby fun to play. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. yeah. I mean, I would recommend that documentary on YouTube. I think you can still go and find it. It's really good. About And I think it generally focuses on how changing um, Kratos, raising Kratos, implies that he was this immature, childlike, underdeveloped character in those three or four games, which is false. It's true. But nevertheless. <laughs>
1: well, um, you know, I know uh, they've for- already announced that there's a cookbook coming out for... Uh- Meals from Ragnarok, co-written by one Alana Pierce. Yeah,
0: that's good stuff. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a good pivot to Twitter because that's where I was going to say I saw it from, but you just did to perfect. That's your reminder, ladies and gentlemen, that in addition to Weekly Games Chat at Gmail for you know electronic mail, you can also get in touch with us uh, in the Twitterverse at Weekly Games Chat. We have a direct message. That's a DM um, from one tone. Did, Did they slide? We, somebody slid into the DMs, and this is a gem, okay? Um, so this is, again, from Tone. So this is at, uh, yeah, we'll just say at Tony. So uh, been a while.
1: Been a while. Uh,
0: just wanted to say we need a weekly Taints Chat spinoff of Dungeons & Dragons called Gooches & Goblins, starring, <laughs> starring Johnny Bear, Mr. DJ Man, and Phil Spencer's Tank. <laughs> final boss final boss will be called the grundle of grievance <laughs> uh, all jokes aside love the show keep it up and game on uh thank you for that wonderful dm tone Game on to you my friend oh that's uh,
1: amazing that's that's good stuff i think you all should right, go it, make a new wow character called grundle grievance
2: chris was it uh tangent here big tangent was it immortality
1: uh oh. Um. Yes, that's the game.
0: That's a big. That's a big. That's a big tangent. But uh, on Friday, uh, someone replied to our my it's Friday tweet that I send out sometimes, and uh, this is from Sponge Dad, and he wanted to say this or they wanted to say this. Sorry, Power Wash Simulator slaps my Richard so hard, and of course. <laughs> You were given weekly game chat vibes of Power Wash Simulator from none other than our very own Chris.
1: I tried to Who make could, it happen, guys. I tried, I tried to. He tried you to make it happen. I was prepared to give this show, which especially with no John to hold me back, two hours. I would just been like, Sean, you just shut up and eat your breakfast for dinner. I'm about to take you <laughs> on a Power Wash Simulator journey about all the things that I made so fresh and clean, <laughs> pure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's a very high powered, dangerous bidet. It is. And I
0: don't know if you guys know this, but uh Gamescom originally or officially happened, right? We did talk about first day and all that stuff. Sure. Well, a tweet went out and there's a retro section. And if you happen to catch IGN stream, they went to the retro section and it's pretty cool because they actually have Nintendos, like a Nintendo hooked up. A GameCube hooked up, but it's, this thing I awesome. know what
1: you're going to bring up is depressing as hell to me. Yes, <laughs> so it's officially that we
0: suck and we're old because Rock Band was in that retro game area. Now, oh my um, God. IGN did tweet that out and said you are officially old. Yeah. So <laughs> also in Twitter, uh, kind of making the rounds, it was an, uh, it was noticed that PlayStation uh, prices went up all over the world except for in the U.S. We know why. Chris, do you want to elaborate on that real quick before I bring up the next point
1: that I yeah, saw on Twitter? It didn't go up here because obviously that's the number one market they have to compete in. They're not going to raise prices where Xbox is the best at. You know, Xbox might not be outselling PlayStation here. I don't know about that because they Xbox hasn't provided breakdowns, but I don't think there's ever been a question that Xbox's best performing region has always been the United States. So you're not going to give them that advantage of saying by the way $550 well, to $600 for a you know PlayStation 5 versus $500 for a Series X.
2: I have read that they are outselling PlayStation, PlayStation? in the U.S.
1: They wouldn't shock me you know because obviously this is where they've I think they've made a point to focus here right um, and to push as hard as they can but I don't know um, I feel bad like if I was somewhere else right now i'd I'd kind of be ticked if i was been trying to get a ps5 all these months and you're going like wait so because i don't live in the united states i have to pay more Mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. when generally they actually get charged more because of you know the price uh differences between u.s dollar and you know different regions like australia generally pays higher prices for everything so i don't know
0: and uh Per uh, per a Twitter Twitter handle, at Press Start AU, that AU stands for Australia, they tweeted that the new PS5 model that I had been seeing rumbles about mm-hmm. arrived in Australia. They put a picture of it. I don't know quite what's new about the model. It does not surprise me that PlayStation will eventually have models. They have done that since the beginning of PlayStation, it feels like. I heard... You know, um, I have an iteration. inside.
1: I have an inside tip. It's uh, the USB port on the back. Um, that's funny. That's a funny, funny right. thing
0: you just did there. Mm-hmm. And I hate your face. Well done, Chris. <laughs> Thank it's you. It's probably. It's probably fine. Uh, but again, Any that's, word on that yet? Uh, so the word was, and my repair guy got sick. The crud got brought home from school, and it wasn't able to really do anything. But I so he did follow up and say, but it does look good, the route we want to take. So, uh,
1: you're hopefully, a, you're hopefully a, by November, I got a PlayStation. November 9th <laughs> is the only day that matters. <laughs> Were you saying at, that, at some at,
2: during in, in November, you're just going to be like, G- just give it to me, give it to me, give, <laughs> as is.
1: Okay.
0: Um, shout out. Uh, we did have a ton of follows last week. If you remember, we got one this week too, uh, by at big rain. At Big Rain. Uh, So we're going to hit that follow, follow you, follow you back. Uh, And apparently you make music because you have a video for some songs and you have a link for free song downloads. What's up? I did want to point out that uh, in what's happening right now, it's official. Megan Thee Stallion is joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't know how, but it is trending. And also thoughts and prayers to uh, our, our fans and people in general, really, in Mississippi because you are having a water shortage in Jackson right now, and it doesn't look good. So thoughts and prayers to, uh, to Mississippi. And with that, uh, we're almost done here with the social media. You're part of the show. We'll go to weekly games chat. We'll look in the email section, and this is where Sean has to find out uh, what day this was sent to make sure we didn't talk about it last week. So this was sent on Wednesday. Okay, okay. So we can read this one. This was from Punkhead. Howdy, fellers. Hey. Howdy. Uh, Much to my chagrin, chagrin and to at Chris, so that's you, Chris, Chris's delight, I have recently learned of some disheartening news. I was talking with my friend last week and learned that he, too, actually says, Ness and SNES. (laughs) I asked him to repeat himself and he did not stutter. This is what otaku nerds would call the greatest anime betrayal ever. His rationale is that time is short and he doesn't have time to say NES or Super Nintendo. When it comes to Nintendo, you make the time. I thought this guy was my ride-or-die best friend, but now I'm not so sure. (laughs) Uh, Yuri replied, uh, says, I have never played NES or SNES, but I too say the same. But I'm from Europe, so not a native speaker. Also, it's GIF, not JIF. Nerd glasses emoji. (laughs) Huck replied to Punkhead and said, look, there's plenty of other friends in the sea. Time to move on. Oh, uh, yesterday, Yuri did give us a link. So if you want to see this is in the email section on our Discord chat uh, where the integration for Discord is going to be into PS5 will be launching by the end of 2022. So we'll see if you want to click that link and see what they're talking about. Apparently, it's going to be better than it is now. Uh, It looks like. Hey, for gamers, that's great news, right? We're going to get Discord integration on all our stuff. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yay for that. And uh,
0: that's it. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Sean. That's a what?
1: I can tell you that Megan Thee Stallion will be guest starring in an upcoming episode of She-Hulk as a client.
0: Oh, there you go. That's, that's the insider. There you go. Mm-hmm.
1: That gave me time to take one more bite of
0: this French toast. But ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode number three, 371 we talked about red matter 2 vr game thank you so much for that wherever you download our podcast we thank you for that please make sure you leave us a nice five-star review so people like yourself can find us and we can continue to grow this community speaking of this community shout out to everyone who watches on twitch.tv weekly games chat we appreciate you if you want to send an email to the show of course it's weekly at gmail.com We're on Twitter at Weekly Game Chat. And, of course, we have the world's greatest Discord community, so you know you want to join that. Woo! Now I'm going to look to my friends Chris and John, and like I always do, smile and tell them both how much I love them and to both game on. Game on, John.
1: Game on, Chris. Game on. Everyone go out and watch the RMS1 launch this Saturday. Do it. For sure.
0: Game on, everyone. Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. Bug life!